What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Friday, October 20th. Congratulations. You made it to the weekend. And what a huge weekend we've got ahead. So much about to happen tomorrow and Sunday. I can't wait for it. I am joining you this afternoon from guess where? If you said... You are absolutely correct. I had to make a decision yesterday whether to fly to here where I am now in beautiful Medellin or stay in Miami a couple of more days and then fly to Philadelphia. What's going on in Philly? Well, only the biggest football matchup of the season so far. The 5-1 and one Eagles and your 5-1 and one Miami Dolphins. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. And I really did put a lot of thought into going to Philadelphia, not only to see Sunday night football in person, but also get a great cheesesteak from Angelo's and a pizza from Angelo's because I heard it's fantastic. I only tried the cheesesteak when I was there for the Phillies and Marlins wildcard games. And then maybe even going to the Phillies NLCS Game 6, if there is one, that is Monday, if it takes place. So this was an option. Had the hotel. It was already booked. Anything I book can be canceled. That's just the way to go without a fee. So I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Because I could watch the Dolphins and Eagles Sunday night football game from here in Medellin, and I could watch it surrounded by unbelievable views. Or I could be in Philadelphia. Well, I decided yesterday to come here to Medellin instead. And this is a true story, because look, on this show, I'm always all about... When I was on the plane, the door was closed. We were taxiing to the runway. Marlon's man sent me a message. He goes, hey, if you go to Philly, I'll go to Philly. And that means Marlon's man is getting seats behind home plate if the Phillies are playing. He's getting 50-yard line seats for the Dolphins and Eagles. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh. Well, I'm on the flight to Medellin. I mean, the plane ain't turning around. How am I going to work this out where I'd be here for like 36 hours and then come back? And I looked at flight schedules because that's what I do almost every day. No, I'm not crazy. I just fly a lot. And I said, it's just not, it's not going to be possible. It's not going to happen. I put a flight on hold. It's it's not going to be used. I'm, I'm just going to stay here. 95% chance I just stay here. Because in a little bit, I'm going to be playing in a poker tournament here, and it's just going to be a lot easier. So, yeah, I thought about doing the show from Philly on Monday morning. Being there, having the experience of Sunday Night Football, Eagles, Dolphins, But in the end, I'm just going to watch the game from here in Medellin, which is really not 
all that bad. I mean, I'm not trying to make it sound like how terrible because trust me, it's not terrible at all. Now, before I get into more football and specifically the Dolphins-Eagles matchup, when I had my poker tournament at the Hard Rock on Tuesday, which had a tremendous turnout, we had more than 30 grand in the prize pool. One of the uh, poker players came up to me. He tunes into the program. And he said, Andy, I'm going to Philly. I'm going to the Dolphins game. And I heard you talk about the cheesesteak you had from Angelo's. And I know that if you say something, you got to go do it yourself, which is true. And, and I appreciate that. That's why all of my partners here on this program, and they're not a partner. I just went there to go eat. But all of my partners here on the program are very loyal. I'm loyal to them. They're loyal to me because I believe in the company or the product. And that's been my thing. I, I'm never going to come on here and speak about something for four weeks to get a little bit of money because then the trust goes away. Oh, well, Andy talked about this and that, so who knows? If I tell you something is really good and I loved it, chances are you will feel the same way. So for any of you, and I'm not getting paid for this at all, but if any of you, and I know some of you are, going to Philadelphia... I'm telling you right now, either tomorrow or Sunday, go to Angelo's and get a cheesesteak. I haven't tried their pizza. I heard their pizza's even better than the cheesesteak. The cheesesteak was phenomenal. The best cheesesteak I've ever had in my life. But here's a quick tip, because the guy didn't know this. You, you have to phone in your order. You phone in your order takes about 20 or 25 minutes, and then you get out of the Uber, you go pick up your order, they ask you your name and the last four digits of your phone number, you pay them, cash only, no credit card, no check, no money order, no food stamp, cash only, you get back in the Uber, don't take too long or they'll lower your rating, you get back in the Uber, you go to wherever you're going to go, and you eat that cheesesteak and you will thank me. It is unbelievable. So go on Saturday or Sunday. Don't go on Monday because they're closed. That wouldn't that would be terrible. You wait until Monday and then you call on Monday and nobody picks up the phone because nobody's there. So there's my Philly tip for those of you headed to Philadelphia. So here it is October 20th. We've got 11 more days of October left, and October's an amazing month. I wish October and March were longer because when it comes to sports, both of those months are fantastic. We got so much good, compelling action that we get and that we've got right now. Football around here is king, and from a football perspective, right now is as good as it's going to get. You got the Dolphins and Eagles, which could be a Super Bowl matchup. When you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. The Eagles are going to be rocking the Kelly Greens. Sunday Night Football NBC. And on top of that, this is the reason I say it may not get any better. 
on top of just having the Dolphins on Sunday night, you've got Clemson coming to Hard Rock Stadium to take on the Canes. Now, I know what a lot of you just did. Like, how do you put so much enthusiasm into Clemson is coming to Hard Rock? Because it's not your normal Clemson team. Clemson's not that good. But it's still Clemson. It's still Dabo. It's still a huge test for the University of Miami. Nothing I say is going to get you going for that game, is it? I'm just, I'm, I'm ready for Sunday. Like, Saturday's the warm-up. I'm ready for Sunday. I'm ready for Saturday night before we get our football Sunday. Because remember, I'm here in lovely Medellin, so Saturday night means more incredible nighttime views. The jacuzzi and looking at great views in the jacuzzi doesn't get much better than that. So there's a lot to enjoy for me this weekend. There's going to be a lot for you to enjoy this weekend. Football-wise, we've got great games going on. We got hockey back. The Florida Panthers with a W last night. At home, Emirate Bank Arena. A new goal song, which I'll get into in a bit. We got the heat season tipping off on Wednesday. We got a full menu here. And we still got the baseball postseason going on. The Astros and Rangers tied up at two. Arizona getting the game. So now it's 2-1 Philly. Going into tonight's contest, what more could you ask for right now than what we've got? We've got all the sports happening at the same time. It's fantastic. I just wish the Marlins were still in there. So, yeah, I ask you, what more could you ask for? If somebody asked me what more I could ask for, it would be the Marlins still playing. Then all of our teams would still be involved. All right, so I got a lot to get to on this Friday, but I can't discuss anything more this hour until the hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. If the Miami Dolphins win on Sunday, then there would really only be two more prove-it games left on their schedule. See, right now I think the Dolphins have three prove-it games remaining. This Sunday against Philadelphia, a team that was just in the Super Bowl. The Eagles are as respected as can be. They've got the most talented offensive line in all of football. They have a quarterback who they believe in and they love. Philly's got a really good defense. And it's in Philly. So if you win in Philadelphia a night game, you're on the road, you beat that team, that would be a huge prove-it moment. The other two prove-it games where the Dolphins have to really prove that they belong at the top of the league, it would be the Chiefs game in Germany because if the Dolphins can hang with the Chiefs, That says a lot about potential playoff matchups and where the Dolphins stack up. 
You're going up against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. That's no joke. So that's a prove-it game. And then the final prove-it game, and that could turn out to be the most important game of the season, that'll be the last one of the year, the Bills at home. I imagine they'll flex that to the best time slot. There's a really good chance that that is for all the marbles. And the Miami Dolphins will look to prove that they can get over the hump of the Buffalo Bills after kind of being humiliated there. So how did the Miami Dolphins win on Sunday? Well, Andy, they got to score more points. They got to score more points than the Eagles. That's how they win. That's true. If that's your answer, you would not be wrong. But how will they score more points? If they keep playing the same way offensively that they have been playing all season, except for that Buffalo game, for whatever reason in Buffalo, the Dolphins offense did not have the same juice, and that's their only loss of the year. They weren't moving guys all over the place. Tua wasn't hitting his receivers at will. They weren't running the ball well. But if the Dolphins can play offensively like they have all season with the exception of their only loss in Buffalo, they can win this football game. They cannot make mistakes, and two has got to be sharp, as sharp as he's been. The Dolphins should know by this point in the season right now that this offense can score against literally any defense ever created. As long as they're playing well and they don't turn the ball over, they can score. They can go downfield in a hurry. I don't care what defense they're going up against. And I'll get to the Dolphins' defense in a moment because you might be thinking the problem here is going to be the Dolphins' defense, not their offense. How are they going to stop Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, how are they going to stop the Philadelphia Eagles? It's going to be difficult. I don't know that they will be able to. It's just that the Dolphins' offense can't get stopped because if the Dolphins' offense gets stopped, that's where they lose. So in terms of the chess game that's going to have to be played, the chess game of finding the right guys and getting the right matchups on offense – Mike McDaniel, I think, is going to win that chess game every single time. Tua's got to make the right reads. He's got to put the ball where it belongs. Mike McDaniel's going to figure everything out. It just needs to be executed. How wild is it that after all these years, and it's so many years of watching such bad football in South Florida, hashtag bad football, how wild is it that the two areas right now where, as a Dolphins fan, you have complete faith in, the two areas are coach and quarterback. Now, I know some of you may not have a lot of faith in Tua. I have friends that think Tua's not good. I don't know what else Tua needs to do. To me, I'm not here to break down my friends' opinions I'm here to break down mine. 
I think Dolphins fans have, or at least should have, complete faith in their coach and their quarterback. And that is something a Dolphins fan has not had in a long, long, long time. You got to go back to Shula and Marino. And if you've got faith in your coach and quarterback, if your team has faith in those two, you can go very deep in the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You have to have that chemistry. That chemistry has a lot to do with faith. You got to have faith. You got to believe. The one area offensively where maybe I'd be a little concerned, it's not with Raheem Mostert because he's been incredible. We just saw what he did last game. But when you don't have Devon Achan in there as the backup running back or running back 1B, the way the Dolphins were using him, that could create a problem against at least the Eagles. It's not going to create a problem against Carolina or Denver or the Giants. But against the Eagles, that could create a problem. When you have a one-two punch in the backfield and a one-two punch at wide receiver, how is that offense going to be stopped? Now, yeah, you may have Jeff Wilson Jr. there with Raheem Mostert, but I, I, I just, I don't think it's going to be anything close to Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan. Maybe it will be, and the Miami Dolphins are going to need running back play very similar to Mostert and Achan with Mostert, Wilson. Savan Ahmed, whoever it may be, they're going to need this running game to work. They've got to have their passing game work, and they've got to have everything working offensively. If it does, I don't care that it's, oh, it, the, the Eagles' defense. As long as it's working, it doesn't matter who the defenders are. That's how good this Dolphins offense can be. But when it doesn't work, that creates a problem. If it doesn't work against a bad football team, it's still going to work. You're still going to excel. But if it doesn't work against the Eagles, then you got a problem. So here we've got another week where it's the battle of the Bama boys. Not on the field at the same time. Tua and Jalen Hurts battling each other Both of those guys run their particular offense very well. The Eagles just lost the Super Bowl last season. Anybody walk away from that game saying anything other than, wow, Jalen Hurts is really good? He is really good. And you know, too, is going to want to show out against his old teammate. Sunday night football on the road. (sighs) Again, these guys are not on the field at the same time, but you could bet it's going to be a competitive thing between them. Tua wants bigger numbers than Jalen, and Jalen wants bigger numbers than Tua. Not only will this make for a good pregame show, but I think it'll show in the game. They're going to be going at it hard. Now, the concern overall for me with the Miami Dolphins in this game, yes, I said offensively 
they've got to play well as they have been all season long. They got to click. The Buffalo game was the exception. And I completely understand if you say, hey, Buffalo's the only tough game Miami's played in. Because you look at the Chargers, maybe they're not so good. The Dolphins offense needs to play well. But what I'm really concerned about is the Dolphins defense. Because if you have a mishap on offense, that could be made up if the defense is doing well. The defense can get a stop. I don't know how many stops this Dolphins defense is going to be able to get against Philly. That's one of the reasons I was hammering the offensive stuff so much because the Dolphins, they're going to have to put up points every single time they get the opportunity. Philly is simply too good to not impact this Dolphins D. And the biggest defensive concern I have is the secondary. You got Jalen Hurts. You got A.J. Brown, amongst others. You got Xavier Howard banged up. Improved a little bit. The dude's banged up. Jalen Ramsey's not back. Yeah, he's practicing. He's in that 21-day window to return, but he's not playing in Philadelphia. So you're you're not going to have the guy you picked up in the offseason. They haven't had him all season long, but he should be back soon, which is fantastic news. And Xavier Howard, even if X was back there, how good is he going to be with his groin injury? You know he won't be 100%. Whether he plays or not, he's just not going to be 100%. That is almost certainly going to be a problem. That puts pressure on the rest of the defense to perform. Now, it would sure help if Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, and Bradley Chubb and that front line could get after Jalen. But the Eagles' offensive line, one of the best in the game. So combine the difficulties getting at the QB because of that front with a banged-up secondary, what is that going to result in? It means the Dolphins are going to have to score bunch every opportunity they're gonna have to score they got to get the job done are they capable of doing it absolutely they are they just gotta be clicking when it comes to a game you think about offense and defense but I want to talk more about the Eagles and Dolphins aside from just the offense and the defense what else is going to come into play here on Sunday night I'll get into that momentarily. You can watch the game Sunday night at Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, where you'll be surrounded by gorgeous. What an experience that'll be. Every commercial break, you will be entertained. You can have your own halftime show. You could have a 10-minute halftime show, a 15-minute halftime show, even an extended halftime show. Dean's Gold is the ultimate gentleman's club, and if you're going to go out and watch that game Sunday night anywhere, make it Dean's Gold. Trust me, you will have a fantastic time. They've got tons of televisions there. Watch the game live and be very entertained. You could have 
a pregame show, a halftime show, and a postgame show. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. You get in your car, you get in someone else's car, you get in an Uber, tell them you want to go to Dean's Gold, located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard, that's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with beautiful ladies who come from all over the world. You'll also be surrounded by a lot of televisions to watch the game Sunday night. Head on over to the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. In other plays with a lot of action this weekend and every weekend, Gulfstream Park. Live racing going on every week right now, including the weekends at Gulfstream Park. It is their sunshine meet. They've got tons of racing action. And if you want to do what I do when I go to Gulfstream Park, then head on over to their trackside restaurant, 10 Palms. You get yourself a table, you watch the races live right in front of you, and you can have a fantastic meal at the same time. Plus the great people who work at Gulfstream Park, you don't even have to get up. They'll come around and take your wagers, and you could bet as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. For all the racing info, visit GulfstreamPark.com and then head on out this weekend or any week for live racing during the Sunshine Meet in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. I love going to bet on the races. And another thing I love to do, well, you can't do it yet in Florida, but soon, wager on sports. I don't know where your wager would go on Sunday night's game, but let's put the offense aside for a moment and the defense aside for a moment. No, I don't want to get into special teams. I just want to talk about the atmosphere. I was just there in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago. Those fans, even though I wasn't at an Eagles game, that stadium was right across the street from Citizens Bank Park, not an actual bank, but the ballpark. Every Philly fan is tremendous. It's just a different breed. I was saying earlier this week and last week, when I was there in Philly, every Uber driver was listening to sports radio. Every Uber driver was talking about the Philadelphia sports scene. The fans in Philly are tremendous. Are some of them rude and obnoxious? Sure, but they're passionate. This is not even up for a debate. The way that entire area is set up there with all the teams right in the same location, it is a sports haven. Then they've got the casino hotel where I was staying right down the block, a three or four minute walk. It's unbelievable. Imagine if there was a Hard Rock Hotel right next to Hard Rock Stadium where you just walk out of the hotel and boom, you see the stadium. What do they have there? The What is it called now? The Stadium Inn? It's had so many names. But right there off the turnpike, not quite, you know, such an appetizing hotel and it doesn't have a casino inside of it. 
Unless one of the rooms on the third floor is acting as one. Who knows? Probably not, though. You walk out of there and, okay, yeah, you see Hard Rock Stadium, but that's not that short of a walk. It's walkable, but it's nothing like what they've got set up in Philadelphia. Their fans, they're they're wild. They're into it. Yes, they're notoriously tough. It is going to be a night game. You're taking on a team that's a potential Super Bowl threat. That building is going to be crazy. Fans are pumped up to see this game. They're pumped up to see the Eagles in their throwbacks. This is going to be a scene on Sunday night. How will the Miami Dolphins handle that atmosphere? That could be a big factor. The weather, it's not going to be freezing, but it's going to be pretty cool. It's not going to be 115 on the sideline for the Philadelphia Eagles like it would be at Hard Rock Stadium. This is a great test for this Dolphins team. This team will know and the fans will know what they're up against or what they really are, who they are. After Sunday night, Mike McDaniel can either look at his team and say, hey guys, we just beat Philly. We can beat anyone. We're almost there. Or if they lose, he could say, hey guys, look, it's time to get back to work because we're not close. The Dolphins are 5-1. This is literally the perfect time, in my view, to have this type of test. Because if you fail the test, you got a lot of time to pass the test later on. Either way, I don't think there's a really bad outcome for the long-term benefit of the Dolphins. The better outcome is a W. We know that. But if they were to lose, maybe it benefits them long-term. Losing would stink. But this is a great test. It's a challenge. And it is a major measuring stick to where this team is right now. Six games in, five Ws. There's talk how the Dolphins haven't beaten anybody. Their one challenge was the Bills, and they lost the game. Well, this is the opportunity for Mike McDaniel, Tua, Tyreek, and the entire Miami Dolphins team to show everyone what's up. Just like the University of Miami could show everyone what's up tomorrow night. (laughs) Who am I kidding? I could show you what's up. At my next poker tournament, I just had it on Tuesday. The next one is coming soon. Put a reminder in your phone if you missed it at the Hard Rock. Tuesday night, November 7th. We are just a few weeks away already from the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament, which now has a guarantee of $20,000 in the prize pool. We just had more than $30,000 in the prize pool this past Tuesday night. You do not want to miss it. You start with 40,000 chips, minimum 20 grand in the prize pool. It's 250 bucks to buy in. A fantastic turnout this past Tuesday, and I hope we get it again and maybe even more people come out 
Tuesday night, November 7th. So put that reminder in your phone right now because November 7th will be here before you know it. The Slater Scoops Poker Tournament inside the Poker Room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Tuesday night, November 7th. Cards in the air at 6 p.m. You could register until 9.30 p.m. No excuses about traffic. So I'll see you there Tuesday night, November 7th in the Poker Room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. The season is on the brink. No, I'm not talking about the Dolphins. I'm talking about the University of Miami. Let's be real. The only two huge games left on the schedule for the Canes, tomorrow night at home against Clemson, November 11th at FSU. That's it. Miami's already got two ACC losses. FSU's undefeated in the conference. UNC's unbeaten in the conference. Duke is 2-0 in the conference. Louisville's 3-1. And remember, the ACC championship game now goes by best overall record. There's no more Atlantic or Coastal. That means Miami has pretty much already blown their chances of an ACC title. Not taking a knee in the Georgia Tech game pretty much killed that. The Canes are 4-2. They've lost two in a row. They're 0-2 in the ACC. Tomorrow night is risky, and here's why. If the Canes lose again, which means they'll be 4-3 and three and then 0-3 in the ACC and losers of three straight, there's a chance that Mario loses that locker room. Now, I give him credit right now, even though he had a huge debacle in the Georgia Tech game. I give him credit because the team, they could have quit on him right after that GT loss. They didn't. They went into that game at the half with a lead. They wound up blowing it in the second half, but they didn't quit. If they lose to Clemson tomorrow night, well, then what are we doing here? What's the motivation? What's the goal? Let's get to eight W's and let's have a parade. No. Reality is the building process can be hard. It can take time. Sometimes it doesn't need to because of the NIL and the transfer portal, but sometimes it does. And Miami, they only found one Reuben Bain. They need about six or seven of them. So it might take a little longer. Now, I'll be watching it. I'll be hoping that they can make 2023 mean something for the rest of their season other than going to a bowl game maybe in the Bahamas. It's in the Bahamas. I'm very curious about that because the University of Miami just made the Islands of the Bahamas their destination partner. Some big partnership, a sponsorship with the Islands of the Bahamas and there is a Bahamas Bowl. I don't know how the whole picking of the game works. I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me somehow if they're even able to. If the Canes wound up in the casino and on the field in the Bahamas. It's in the Bahamas. I don't even think I would go to that. I should look that up. The Bahamas Bowl and... 
see who's eligible to go to that bowl. I'm looking here. Wait a minute. (laughs) The Bahamas Bowl this coming December is not going to be held in the Bahamas. This is like new information. This came out over the last 24 hours. They're doing renovations at the stadium. So this year's Bahamas Bowl is going to have to be played somewhere else, not in the Bahamas. Suggestions here from some websites. Jamaica, the Bahamas Bowl in Jamaica. FIU Stadium, oh boy. San Juan, Puerto Rico, Montreal. Nothing says the Bahamas like Quebec, Montreal. Oh yeah, that's definitely the Bahamas Bowl. Let's let's go to Montreal. That's a little odd, but they're having renovations, so the Bahamas Bowl is not going to be in the Bahamas. I guess when it comes to a bowl game, it's not what the slogan says. Not this year. It might be better in Jamaica. It might be better in Puerto Rico. It might be better in Montreal. Go catch the Bahamas Bowl and a Habs game. Go Habs go. No, that's not what I really want. It's like go cats go. And the Florida Panthers, they got a W last night. And most importantly... They got a new goal song. I want to get into goals, and I'll do that in just a moment. Speaking of goals, you might have a goal of, hey, I want to retire early. Or, hey, I want to get a really nice Halloween costume because we've only got 11 days to Halloween. Let me tell you where your goal should start. It shouldn't start with the costume. It should start with retiring early. You might think there's no way I could do it. There is a way contact Trajan Wealth. I've been telling you about Trajan Wealth because not only do I trust them, they are going to help you. You might think you're beyond help. You're not. Trajan Wealth is located in Palm Beach. Visit their site, TrajanWealth.com. That's a great way to get started. TrajanWealth.com. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. They will design a plan based around your goals, which is so important. If you want to pick up the phone and call Trajan Wealth, you could do that too. 561-390-1000. That's 561-390-1000. Let Trajan Wealth start to help you right away. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC an SEC Registered Investment Advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. All right, how about those Florida Panthers? That is how you get it going at home for your opener. Start with the most important aspect here, and it's not just the W on the ice. It's something that has been a pet peeve of mine for years now with this organization. The goal song. 
For a while, they had Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World. And it was a terrible goal song. When I think of a great goal song, I think of the New York Rangers, Madison Square Garden. A team scores, this being the Rangers at MSG. The crowd, they get on their feet, but they continue to go nuts because they got a song with energy. You can chant to it. It's amazing. The Panthers, they had sweetness, which had nothing to chant. Everyone was just standing there like, okay, now what do we do? And then last year, they had individual goal songs, so nobody knew what song was going to be played. It was a disaster. That's why they got rid of the individual goal songs. So now what do they got? They got an original remix, which I like. So the song is Move Your Body, which is a great electronic dance song. It's got a great beat. And when a goal is scored, the thing about the song is it ramps up the energy in the building. It's electronic dance music. It's energetic. It'll build off of the natural excitement of the moment. I wish I could play it for you, but the Panthers, they come out with this new goal song and they don't even post it anywhere. The normal rendition of Move Your Body, you could just go on YouTube and check it out. But the one with the Go Cats Go chant, it's nowhere to be found except for my X feed, but it's off of a, an iPhone or an Android, and that's not going to sound great here on the airwaves. Maybe the Panthers will come around to posting it sometime soon. I asked for it, and I'm still waiting to hear back. But I love that they changed the goal song. There's constant energy from the crowd after a goal is scored now. I think it's perfect. And last night, to get that W, Bob was almost perfect. The defense in front of him at the end of the game, guys were throwing their bodies in front of the puck. This is game four of the season, and guys are going all out like it was game four of a playoff series. A tremendous effort. They protected their 2-0 lead. They get a very fulfilling 3-1 win. The only thing I thought that was weird, but I sort of get it, the Eastern Conference Championship banner, I know it's the second-place trophy, but it's hanging up there in the rafters, and there was no like big deal made about it. Just kind of got hung up there, and that was it. It's right next to the President's Cup banner from a couple of years ago, and I guess the Panthers didn't want to make a big deal out of going to the Stanley Cup, but losing to the Vegas Golden Knights. Maybe this will be the year they get to hang the Stanley Cup banner. Well, next year, but you know what I mean. All right, that's all the time I got for this Friday. Enjoy your football weekend. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.